Hey moms, I'm Elizabeth Rago. And I'm Stephanie Donovan. And together we are Modern Domestic Moms. A podcast where we discuss our mama mania, sharing our perceptions and insights as we relate to you and the moms around us. So go ahead, fill your glass and join in with us on the conversation because mom it ain't easy. And you don't have to do it alone. Come sit sit with with us. us. This is weird. This is weird. Okay. We are for the first, we're we're a little behind the curve. (laughs) Everyone else has been zooming for like two years now. Yes. I know. I keep seeing that everywhere and it's kind of cool. Are we going to release the video? I don't even know the possibilities of this right now. I don't know if it's recording video. I know it's recording audio. That was my main concern. I, I don't know what we can do with this. So okay, we'll, we'll find talk out about that later. We'll find out. But yeah, so this is our first Zoom. Elizabeth, you're, she's dancing. Um, <laughs> your, your house has been, it's the plague, right? Yes, it's been the plague. So we thought we had COVID mm-hmm. and um, it turned out that we, everybody went in for a COVID test. We didn't have COVID. We only, and I'm using quotes. We only have sinus infection, um, strep. Oh, strep is terrible. And I feel like that's going to run through a couple more people because only two people had it, but I like threw out all the toothbrushes. Oh my gosh. Good. Good call. Yeah. Bleach just threw bleach all over the house because it just, it's been like sicky, sick town. And I just can't, I can't with a good conscience even go give someone a cold now. (laughs) Yeah. No, I know. And I, um, the kids both have runny noses. They keep just switching off. Like one had it and then he got better. And now Kellen has it. And now GR has it again. It just doesn't make any sense. And I don't know what on earth they have in their little kid systems and what we could be exposed to, but immune to because of vaccination. I mean, no, it's just a big clusterfuck. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. So we're playing it safe and we're zooming. Plus we need to test this because we have some exciting guests coming up who can't be recording out of my bedroom. So <laughs> we've got to give this a try. That is correct. Now Stephanie gets to see what my coworkers see when we're doing Zoom meetings and I'm always doing something because <laughs> I think I have adult ADD. <laughs> well, it sure is entertaining. Do you want to do our housekeeping? You've got some um, updates that we need to hear about over at Modern Domestic Woman. Yes. So housekeeping and some MDW updates. I am collaborating with Soma Yoga in Batavia. So if you are a listener that lives um, in the Western suburbs and you want to meet me in person (laughs) um, and enjoy a very gentle, because this is not that hot yoga shit, um, (laughs) we're just doing gentle yoga. And this is on November 7th. And if you go to, that's a Sunday, if you go to Soma, so no, I'm sorry. It's somastudiobatavia.com. Okay. You can actually go and register. It's a $20 class, which I think will be worth it because it's like an hour and a half. And wow. it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to make sure that it's amazing or else. No. <laughs> um, so I'm work, I'm collaborating with more people now. So I'm going to have that yoga um, collaboration. I will not be teaching. Thank God. I know that um, would be kind of That would be very funny. I will be the hostess. Um, And then what else do I have going on? I have more interviews coming up, you know, similar to what we talk about here on MDM the pod, but different. So, you know, we're always trying to expand our portfolio of the people that we're talking to, not only on the podcast, but also on the Modern Domestic Woman. So you can scoot over and follow um, the Modern Domestic Woman on Facebook or on Instagram um, and just come join the conversation. It's just a nice platform of support for women and it's a healthy space. It's really free of, I really feel like it's free of judgment mm-hmm. and just a safe space to be. So come on over. And people are always asking for references for this and that, and you have got them ready. You really do. And it's not just, oh, here's a good one. It's here's five good ones. And here's a reason each one is good. Do what works for you. Right. Because that is very cool. You know, the topics we talk about, not only on the podcast, but on um, the modern domestic woman, they're sensitive. I mean, it's like, we're talking about divorce and, 
you know, um, domestic violence. Like I had a woman ask me, help her figure out a way to record her abusive husband. Oh God. So those are the kinds of questions I'm getting. They're like real world questions. So Mm -hmm. if you have a question, you can actually go to mdwcares.com or the Facebook or Instagram page. And you can, if you have a tough question that you want to ask, ask me, I'll either find out the answer for you, find some references or referrals that you need, um, or just be a voice for you asking like the collective universe that we have out that, you know, sometimes you just want to know other people's thoughts. What are you sipping? (laughs) I am sipping. Change. (laughs) Take a left turn. What are you sipping? Hopefully we'll be able to show this. (laughs) I am sipping uh, a very special cocktail tonight. It's called cranberry juice because I think I might have a UTI. <laughs> wow. It's on Cheers ice. to that. And here's what's funny is it's in a glass that um, we got when we were on our family vacation. It's like a fancy like cocktail glass. Yeah. You know what the name of the um, restaurant is called? What? Cooters. Cooters. <laughs> <laughs> and you might have an infection in yours. That's yes. Exciting. This is perfect. Oh perfect. Oh you that's terrible are you in pain um it's like not pain but you know that there's that like twinge of something's going on yeah no I've had it come on really harsh before and that's where I learned of azo azo and it's a pill you can get at Walgreens I have some here if you ever need it and it turns your pee like neon green or so it's very disturbing but it will take the pain right out of it until you can get to the doctor and get on an antibiotic so really that's nice yeah Okay. I wrote that down. Yeah. It's a, it's a lifesaver. I am just drinking diet Pepsi because I'm boring and tired and, um, let's go to pass the pod love. Okay. So here's my story. I have been walking with Kellen on the balance bike. So it's at a speed of like 0.2 miles per 18 hours. And I tried today. I listened to probably 10 different, or like skipped between them, 10 different nineties podcasts because we're doing an episode all about toys. And then we're going to kind of rewind and go into some retro toys that were crazy. And Mm -hmm. there are a zillion nineties podcasts. But then when I actually got into it, I kind of like, we like to promote female podcasters. So I was looking for that and that wasn't so many of them. And then a lot of them stopped two, three years ago. So although you can listen and it's fine, it's like, I wanted one that was still going. Yeah. And I just could not find a good one. And so I was like, you know what? I, I give up. And then I looked at 80s and there weren't that many. <laughs> so I'm like, 90s was just a crazy time. But I thought, you know, you have been listening to a lot of podcasts. So maybe you could pass it. <gasps> yes. In fact, oh, good golly. I, you've got me hooked on podcasts now. Yes. Um, you know what I did just start listening to is Crime Junkie. Yeah. About Crime Junkie no. Um, so I'm weird. I I'm very particular about my crime. Yes. (laughs) And I don't love to me. They're very like dramatic when they talk and it really annoys me. Storytelling. Yeah. And they also win all the awards. And so I'm like, Eh, I like to be like a little less popular with my viewing. Should we talk about somebody else then? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they definitely won't care that we shout them out. Let's just put it that way. But no, that's cool. You like it. A lot of people like it. Yeah. I thought, just thought it was interesting. I've only listened to like two or three episodes, but it was while I was doing dishes. So it was just kind of a fun thing to listen to. Mm -hmm. You know what I do need? And maybe some of our listeners can point out some more positive (laughs) podcasts. I am down this rabbit hole of Uh murder, crime, and cults. And I need to like lighten it up. Lighten it up. Okay. I have a good one for you. So my friend, Laura just messaged me today because she was listening to our podcast and she, she goes, I want to know that I don't give you unsolicited advice. My mother called me too. That's hilarious. She's like, were you talking about me? So Laura was like, well, I want to listen to some podcasts. And I gave her like five, just like right from my library. Here's one. Cause she likes self-help. So this one's very cool. And we haven't talked about it yet. It's called the joy junkie show. 
I don't think I've talked about it yet. I'll have to check the records. Join irreverent and slightly dramatic host Amy E. Smith as she teaches you how to speak up for yourself without being a total dick or being completely riddled with guilt. As a life coach and speaker, Amy brings her sass and humor to this lively weekly podcast designed to give you a no bullshit guide to navigating challenging topics. Oh, I like that. It is. It's really positive, upbeat. She's a life coach. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the Joy Junkie. Is show. it just her? Um, she's sometimes joined by her husband and soulmate of 23 years. Oh, that's on here too. So, Crime Junkie and the Joy Junkie. And we didn't even plan that. We did not. Moon. Ooh. And I am Weird. subscribed. Let's talk kid stuff. Okay. You know, I, I did have to kind of go into the recesses of my brains because we're on it's, our way out right, right. of toys. Not not completely, yeah. but let's talk toys. Okay. We're talking toys, accessories, everything you hate or love to hate. Down with the glitter. <laughs> down with glitter. Oh my God. Down with glitter. <laughs> you started. We'll talk about kinetic sand later. But <gasps> I'm going to talk about it too. That stuff is made by demons. Effing awful. You're going to start. Okay. Number one, I'm going to get a lot of complaints about this and I am yeah. ready for them. I know the people in my life right now, they're going to be mad that I'm saying this and I don't care. Um, number one is Legos. I'm going to confess that I hate Legos and yes, my kids still like them. I understand that it can help like their little engineering minds, logic, constructing things. It's good for them. But does that make it worth it for me to step on them, for my cat to carry them around the house? Because she does. And then she leaves them everywhere. And then I vacuum them up. My dog eats them. Then, I mean, no, it's just not worth it. Anything with little tiny pieces, I hate. And it ends up all over my house. So Kellen plays with them at preschool and they have a Lego table and that's great. And you know what? It's probably very novel for him to find them here, there, because he doesn't find them here. And that's for damn sure. I, I'm not doing Legos. Well, good for you. <laughs> we have them everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I have people, like, I know people that make carrying cases and like organizers of these colored plastic that, oh, just. We tried to organize Legos. Like 10 years ago when Jack was five and we tried, Peter tried to do it by color. It was, we did this over, we were exhausted parents. We had like a five-year-old, a three-year-old and an infant. And we were trying to sort them by color over like Christmas break. See, this is just cruel and unusual punishment. It there's, there's not a reason for it. It doesn't matter. Cause then like five seconds later, you hear the bin tip over. Yes. No, it's just all over the floor. Yeah. See, not worth it. All right. So, so that's number go- one. I hate them. Come at me. I don't care. <laughs> number two, the singing play pads that say the same thing over and over. And then when you want to turn them off, it says like, are you still there? Are you still there? Let's play. Oh my gosh. Talking dogs, learning leap pads, whatever the fuck it is. Look, when <laughs> I walk away, I don't want to hear it like calling me back. Press the button. And we have a ton of them and they're weird. And I just want it to be like, why can't it just turn off? Why does it have to like beckon you back? It's very weird. I don't like it. Number three, dancing dolls. Ew. Look, they never work. Now we do have a very cute Mickey Mouse. No, he doesn't work that much, but he does spin and dance. My children were terrified of him. I think my, it's my fault. My sister, Sarah, got him for like, JR loved Mickey when he was little and she got him for like JR's first birthday. And JR used to knock him over and go, bye-bye, Mickey. <laughs> like Mickey. Well, because it's very like- Because it was weird. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. And because he's like scary. just- spinning on his own but they short circuit look (laughs) dolls elmos whatever they're supposed to dance they don't work they always fall over they're always creepy Mm -hmm. have you ever walked down the aisle at target and jumped because these things just start moving or talking happens to me all the time the baby cry one really creeps me out yes no there's some real real weird ones number four Slime. We are an anti-slime household. It's not allowed in the house. My kids won some of it at the arcade when we were in Wisconsin, and it was promptly on my 
blanket, the blanket that I love that I use every night, slime was on it because slime sucks. And if you allow it in your house, it's going to be all over your house and it should be outlawed. And I hate it. And oh, let's make slime. No, I mean, why? Let's make shit. Same thing. Let's not do it. What the, I don't understand slime. Look, friends, we've hit a hot topic. This is a hot button issue for Stephanie. I hate slime. It's weird. It's weird and it stains. I don't know really what it's made of, like glue and shit, but it stains and I don't like it. And then my last one, you'll agree, kinetic sand. This is along the same slime lines, except if the dogs eat it, it can harden in their intestines. I know this because Sadie did eat it and we had to induce induce vomiting and then she shit sand for three days and I almost had to take her to emergency because we couldn't like get her to vomit it up and she just ate it. Why she just found it and ate it. I have no idea, but the kids were playing with it on the deck. It wasn't even in the house and she just ingested it. It was terrible. It's too weird. And it's that weird substance that like is like liquid, but not liquid and whatever it's made of. It's really bad if anything or anybody ingests it so stay away just very shady yeah (laughs) so that's mine that's my top five it was a nice segue from kinetic sand to mine okay these aqua beads you 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 don't fill up your bathtub with aqua beads wait a minute i don't think you know what i'm talking about this is that art thing oh no i thought i thought they're like little bubbles Mm-mm. Oh, well, okay. maybe there is something that's for the bath, but okay. I am not aware of that. So the aqua beads that I'm talking about is like a little art project. Okay. You have like a tray and on the tray um, is like a design and you can make, you can basically make a little picture or like a bird or a snowman or whatever. And you take these colored beads and you put them in the little holes and then they make a picture based on the pattern that you Interesting. Choose. But then what you do is you put water drips on the beads and then it molds it together. So the the problem is (laughs) these beads are so teeny tiny that they just inevitably end up everywhere. And they're everywhere. I don't think we've had aqua beads for like three or four years. And I just vacuum some up in my daughter's bedroom. So going, apparently I might have something with balls. That might be something I need to explore with my therapist. But my second one is any ball pit, any, any, yes. and I know that they're fun. And for the toddlers, I loved it, but anything, actually, I should probably say anything that's going to end up in a bagster or in the garbage, like one of those one-off toys that you're like really excited about, or like those, um, those tunnels that the kids go through that like concertina up and like squish down it just inevitably I know that's going to end up in a, a garbage yeah. can. okay sensory wise now we're getting into sensory issues <laughs> anything that has symbols what, yeah, like, like the musical, the instruments? musical instruments or like that symbol that monkey some some person and I bet it was a grandparent bought a monkey with the ching 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 and and then somebody else bought like a kazoo so between the kazoo and the monkey symbols i was about to like blow my brains out symbols and kazoos that's a great call really any fake musical instruments those like whole packs of them bad idea bad idea do you know what's funny (laughs) is now that my children are older (laughs) and my brother my younger brother has a two-year-old and and then they're gonna have a baby I purposefully buy annoying shit for them. Like we bought the, one of the last gifts we bought was like a little band packet. And it had like, it literally had like kazoos, a little drum, like everything that made noise. And so as Peter and I were shopping for it, we're like, that's going to be annoying. Let's get that. That's the winner. (laughs) More sensory stuff this is actually more creepy because you talked about the dolls yeah we had a train puzzle now they're making puzzles that when you put the pieces in like when you complete the puzzle it makes a noise like kind of to say (laughs) you did it okay we had one and the puzzle was cool 
was of a train. Uh-huh. But after you put all the puzzle pieces in, the train whistle would go. Okay. Which was fine during the day. But then at night, like randomly out of nowhere, I would be laying in bed and I would hear that freaking oh train whistle just go off. That's weird. Well, okay. So they, they do that with little kids puzzles too. And they're supposed to, and again, they never work the piece, you put it in the wooden piece, the slot, and it, it makes the noise when you put it in, right? The two okay. little things connect and it makes the noise. Yeah. Well, do you know, they're also triggered by light. Yeah. So yeah. So we'd, the playroom would be like in the dark or I'd go to turn off the lights in the playroom. And then like these things would sound, I was like, what the hell? I know it's just, it's terrible. Noisy puzzles, you... bad idea. Yes. Noisy puzzles are a no go. Um, my last one is this there's this mechanical dinosaur that farts oh, what yeah um i'm gonna go see if i can put new batteries in it so we can we can put that like on a reel or something mechanical but farting dinosaur okay it's this baby dinosaur you like push on his back or his tail and it literally he like farts Wow. Over and over and over and over and over. That was a total grandparent purchase too. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't freaking stand it. I'm going to go try and unearth that. I think it's in our attic. It's just, it's just wreaking havoc up there. It was horrible. Yeah. It's just farting out. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I want to look that up. Like I want to, I want to see the commercial for the mechanical farting dinosaur. I do. It's so gross. It's so gross. Let's talk about something that isn't going to suck. We have our first sponsor. Yes, I'm so excited. Yeah, I am very excited too. So let's talk about it. All right, we are very excited to welcome a new sponsor to the podcast. And it's one that we specifically sought out because of the product and who created it. So when I go out, I will grab my purse, my keys, and now on my keys, the newest essential addition to that routine is She's Birdie. Whether I'm going to school pickup or walking Sadie at night, I do bring Birdie along. As moms, we always want to feel safe, right? And keep our loved ones safe. And now we can with added peace of mind. Birdie is a personal safety alarm that's easy to carry. And it's stylish too, I might add. And it's simple to use. You activate it with one quick pull and it emits a 130 decibel siren and a flashing strobe light to help deter an attack. Unlike pepper spray, there's no danger to you or anybody using it. And here's what we love. It's invented by two moms who wanted to keep their daughter safe off at college. The alarm comes in multiple colors. We have it in our podcast brand colors. We do. With a fancy brass keychain to attach to your keys, dog leash, or diaper bag. And over 300,000 have been sold with thousands of five-star reviews. And the newest edition is the Birdie Plus. That offers a subscription service, a live rep 24-7, and a pre-recorded excuse-to-leave call. So join the flock today. Go to she'sbirdie.com. That's S-H-E-S-B-I-R-D-I-E. Com and enter our code DOMESTIC15 to receive a 15% discount off your order while also helping out our podcast. She's Birdie, hashtag chirp loudly. So should we move to listener input? We have a couple of ideas that people sent us. Yeah. And these are funny. They are really funny. So <laughs> this is such a good point. I don't have girls on long hair, but I can understand the nightmare. Anything with automatic wheels or spinning parts. Mm-hmm. Kate told us about chubby puppies. <laughs> I don't know what chubby puppies are. Do you know chubby puppies? Your look looks like you do. Yes, I do. The dog walks on wheels, but when the kid decides to kiss the puppy while the wheels are running, the hair gets all wrapped up. Now that's never happened with our chubby puppy, but I can see how that would definitely happen. Yeah. And then there's bunchums. This is not hug a bunch. That's my 80s brain thought it was hug a bunch. It is not. The first video I pulled up when I looked up what bunch, she said, literally look up what bunchums are. The first video was six-year-old gets 150 bunchum Velcro balls stuck to their hair. And the next video was how this mom removed bunchums from daughter's hair. So apparently- 
It's another hair problem. So she just shaved her head. I mean, I, I see no way out from that other than shaving a head. Did you ever see the one with the, like the little flying fairy? Oh my gosh. It's such a great YouTube video. It's really sad, but they're like, you put your hand out and the fairy flies up and it's this girl and it's literally Christmas morning. There's gifts everywhere. She's in pajamas. She's super cute. And she's like, Oh, I got a fairy. And it goes up and it goes straight into the fireplace and just ignites. <laughs> Look it up on YouTube. It's so sad. Wait, is that a, is that like something for Saturday Night Live? No, it's like for real. She, they were videoing her opening her present, and the fairy went straight because it just spins and flies out like like you let go of a balloon, and it went right into the fireplace. Oh, <laughs> twice. Okay, okay. Are, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the horrifying toys of our past. Yeah, toys of terror. Okay. Can I start? You should. Okay, because straight away, let's just talk about lawn darts or jarts. Okay, this one we got from orangebeanindiana.com. Like many of you, I played with these as a kid and loved them. When my parents took them away, I huffed and puffed because they were a blast. Then a few years ago, I did five minutes of research. From 1980 to 1988, long after U.S. consumer laws forced warning labels on toys, over 6,000 people were sent to emergency rooms for injuries caused by lawn darts. And half of those were kids under 10. Um, They were like the most dangerous toy of That doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. In fact, I clearly remember my mother screaming like, run, get out of the way. Like, don't throw it straight up because then yeah, just visions of that, like just planting in right? your child's brain. Yeah. Oh my God. I still have like panic when we go to like a, a yard party and people are playing like horseshoes. Oh God. And then they just like, they made them into these heavy things that were just like, were rounded out. That's the one we had. And it was like, throw it into the circle, but they just rounded it out and thought it made it better. No, you're still throwing something heavy into the air. Right. Like blunt force. There's still blunt force happening. Okay. Okay. The next few are from the gamer.com eighties toys, all time, best and least (laughs) number two puppy surprise. AKA irresponsible pet owner simulator, every kid's dream, every parent's nightmare. While the idea that your cute dog could just randomly get fat and then one day spawn half a dozen cuter, tinier versions of itself is incredibly exciting for a kid. As an adult, all I see is bills and torn up couches. (laughs) Puppy surprise, kitty surprise. Part of the pregnancy craze of the (laughs) nineties. Yeah. Pregnancy craze of the 90s. Puppy Surprise is a stuffed toy featuring a random number of tiny babies in it. Because the best thing about having babies is not knowing how many there are in there. Indeed. (laughs) I think we had five in the puppy that we have since. Wow, Quince, you were lucky. Yeah, that was a lot. That's a lot. And they have like little plastic faces. You guys, we're going to put these. I already have it ready for the drop. We're going to put collages of these old, terrible toys on the drop. And it's going to be amazing. I was just sorting a bin the other day of toys from my nine-year-olds. And the one of the babies was in there. See? Only one baby has survived. I don't know where the mother. <laughs> Only one baby made it. He ran away. Yeah. Okay, number three, it's an Etch-a-Sketch, which I was kind of surprised, but- Because well, it's so classic. Yeah. It never worked right. right. And then those commercials where they have like a Taj Mahal, come the fuck on. And then you just, it, it was do- totally defeatist because then you got yeah. one for Christmas and you're like- <laughs> You're like, I made a line. Yeah. So this is, I know what you're thinking. Etch-a-Sketch is one of the quintessential 80s toys, totally. Everyone had one or knew a kid who did, and they are staples of kindergarten classrooms to this day. But has anyone stopped to consider that they're terrible? (laughs) Trying to draw something with an Etch-a-Sketch is like trying to draw with one hand tied behind your back and the other hand severed at the elbow. (laughs) These things are fun for the five seconds it takes to get over the initial joy of when I turn the knob, the line happens. Even if you do manage to make something worth looking at, the thing has such contempt for you that it self-destructs as soon as you put it down. Amen. 
and all you have to do is drop it and there there it goes yeah it's over or shake it and it disappears it's not that fun if you have a sibling and they make something on it and then you're like (laughs) fuck you i think we've all done that a few times Oh my God. All right. Number four. Oh, I do hate this thing. I hate it. I didn't understand the, the purpose and no one's good at it is the pogo ball. This lawsuit waiting to happen is called a pogo ball and was another of those toys that seemingly everyone I knew had, but I never actually played with one. Probably because there are two kinds of kids, quiet, imaginative, intellectual kids, and those who launch themselves off of things and break stuff. I was definitely the former. Just looking at this thing makes my two front teeth hurt. Anyway, this thing is apparently Dutch and for years was exactly what it looked like. A ball with a platform built around it like a deadly tiny Saturn. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. They were in all your friends' garages and you can hop on it like maybe twice and then you fall off. It took some skill. I remember my friend, I want to say her name was Jennifer Carlson. And like, she sounds like a bitch. No, she was. She was totally like, <laughs> oh, but she had one of these and maybe it was at her house or my other friend Katie's house. And I remember having to like spend a lot of time working on it. And then you would end up hurting your ankle. Yeah. Cause it would scrape you. All of these. Okay. Now from moms.com, the 25 toys parents used to buy their kids in the eighties <laughs> now that are no longer okay. Yes, indeed. Number five is slap bracelets. Oh, oh, slap bracelets being, bring back a lot of memories for a lot of people out there. They were one of the hit things to have in the 80s and even peaked in the 90s as well. Side convo, they're back and they, did you know that they're back? Yes, I've seen that. Okay. These seemingly harmless fashion accessories were eventually pulled from the shelf because they were dangerous. These bracelets were essentially a metal band that had a fabric covering on it. When you slapped it against your wrist, it would coil around making a bracelet. It did not take long for the fabric covering to wear away and the metal would start cutting into the wrists of a lot of children. Or there were always always these naughty boys in in middle school and they would like slap it over their wrists like super hard. And then if the, the... cloth did come off that was even better because then it hurt that i remember the big scare of the 90s of the slap bracelets like it's slitting children's wrists well and you know what i would give for that kind of stress right now yeah you know now it's like porn on the on their phones and, and back right. when we were kids it was like the slap wrist the, the <laughs> bracelet scare ah! <laughs> oh my god i love the next one I never had them, but again, this looks like a broken ankle. Moon shoes, number six. These were essentially trampolines for your feet. Children would place their feet in little straps and they could bounce around and it would give them the feeling of being on the moon. We don't know how close these shoes actually felt to being on the moon, but they could hurt you. There was simply not enough support for your feet. They were only held on by pieces of vinyl fabric and snaps. Children could have easily sprained or broken an ankle while using these. I'm sure they did. I remember them, but I didn't, we didn't have them. We didn't have those either. My parents were just like, absolutely not. I mean, looking at some of these as a parent, wouldn't you be like, who is designing toys <laughs> and why? I don't want to know. Do they them. have children? This is what I want to know. Yeah. We're going to take number seven through Nine from terrible 90s toys that prove all your nostalgia is misguided. <laughs> this is from runtoftheweb.com, terrible 90s toys. And this was written so well. I was laughing so hard when I was looking these up. The 90s are so big right now that you can't scroll through BuzzFeed trying to find an article without running into some nostalgic dredge proclaiming these shitty 90s toys were actually totally awesome. And if you watched this show, played with these toys, ate this extreme food, you had a fucking great childhood. (laughs) The truth is, though, most of the 90s sucked, especially the crappy toys we were forced to play with. Gone were the cool, dangerous toys of the 80s. Yeah. (laughs) Replaced with racist turtles and virtual pets. If you were a kid in the 90s, congratulations. 
your childhood blue goats, no matter how many BuzzFeed quizzes you take to convince yourself otherwise. (laughs) Now, I was more of a teenager in the 90s. So I didn't really have like a ton of toys, but my younger brother was little. So I just had to live vicariously through his toys. (laughs) You had to witness them. Yeah. Well, you'll remember because this one seems like it just never went away and they made a comeback not too many years ago. Number seven, the Furby. Here's what they wrote about it. If a mugwai, I don't know what a mugwai is, but if a mugwai had sex with Teddy Ruxpin, got pregnant, had a baby, ate the baby, pukes the baby up and shed on it, you'd have a Furby. A mugwai is from gremlins. It's the cute little before it becomes a gremlin. Well, there you go. That's awesome. Furbies are creepy. And again, yeah, I, I can hear the little noise now. That And they like wake. Well, and what they did was they rebranded and then they came out with like an app. Oh. Yeah. And the only way you can play the game in the app is if you have the volume turned up loud. <laughs> and that that just was eliminated. I was like, absolutely not. No, it's just not. Yeah. yeah. After like five minutes. Tamagotchi on your iPhone. No. We don't need it. Um, Mousetrap. Yes. Yes. Every kid wanted mousetrap because it looked so cool. And it did. But then when you actually got the game and realized it took an hour to set up, you said, fuck it. And went and played Sonic the Hedgehog on your Sega Genesis. (laughs) We guarantee you this is still sitting in your mom's basement, missing three fourths of the pieces, even when you only played it once. True. And once again, they rebranded it and there's one sitting in my basement and I, all the pieces are like lost. I think, I think I had like a babysitter set it up. I was like, Ooh, have the babysitter. (laughs) Here's a project. It gets set up one time and never again. I remember playing that game and if it actually worked, which it only works like one time, it never, there's too many things for it to fall into and yeah it never works fall over yeah it doesn't work number nine poly packets (laughs) someone in the 90s decided that toys weren't small enough and that what girls really wanted were dolls that could fit inside a bottle cap and that person owes us a new vacuum cleaner (laughs) (laughs) do you remember these tiny i do it's like that came when I wasn't like a child, but I feel like it also came back. Didn't Polly Pockets come back in like the probably 2010s or something? There, there's like a rebrand because yeah. I, I still see them. If you go to like Target, well, like Shopkins and those little that was and that was a big thing. Everyone loved those. Yeah, we had a bin of those. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Just our pure disgust. <laughs> The one thing before we go on to number 10 is, all right, do you remember the Chia Pet? Yes. Okay, so the cheap knockoff version of the Chia Pet that I had was called the Turf Top. (laughs) What? I'm going to see if I can find a picture. All it was, Elizabeth, was cork in a pantyhose with like eyes on it and grass seed up at the top. So you just watered it and the grass grew up as hair. And this was supposed to be cool, but they always grew mold. So then you just have like this moldy pantyhose in your kitchen. Why was it in a pantyhose? What a train wreck. It was just because it holds it together. So it's like cork from like a bulletin board made into a head and you put the pantyhose around it so it all sticks together Ah. and you water it and the grass grows over and (laughs) yeah it's just a just a general wreck oh the turf top okay so number 10 we have saved for positivity we've been complaining about a lot of toys here are the things i will stand by to this day ready yes wuzzles look it up you'll remember them even if they were weird, I look at them, I see the picture and I'm like, oh, puzzles. I didn't even have any, but they were so cute. Popples. I loved popples. Care Bears. I freaking love Care Bears. Yeah. Rainbow Bright, she My Little Ponies, totally. and 
gem. She's truly, truly, truly outrageous. The the great thing is that they had a TV show paired with each one of those, like with My Little Pony and with She-Ra and Gem. And like, what little girl isn't like, yay. Yeah, see, those were good times. Outstanding. Good times. Okay, my list is Amon Chi-Chi. Oh my (laughs) gosh. My husband's family always makes fun of the oldest mark for having a munchie <laughs> they were creepy looking my sister had one i it's think kind of creepy and then i want to say they came out with a tv show for that one too but i just <laughs> i just like saying the word munchie <laughs> what is it exactly is it like a mix between a baby and a monkey kind of yeah and all okay. just like furry rug-like fur on it <laughs> or maybe that was just mine because I played with it a lot and it like matted down horrible but I loved it I loved it. I thought it was so fun um I also loved the speak and spell oh those they actually my uh sister-in-law they brought one to the cabin in Wisconsin I love and I it has the same voice does it really yeah and I actually saw some for sale at Target see I mean, I would assume it still does those basic things that make it great, right? I want to go get one because that single-handedly yeah. helped me like almost be in the spelling bee. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. Not quite. Uh, fashion plates. I loved fashion yes. plates. That was one of my favorites. I just was really into like drawing and stuff. Um, I do have to say that I loved the Tamagotchi because it just was hysterical and I was actively trying to kill it. Um, and then a view master. Now I'm a little bit older than you. Yes. I loved the view master. I thought that was so cool. No, and they like little film things you actually put into it and you could. Yeah. You like, you like click through all these different mm-hmm. pictures. So there would be one that would be like Egypt and it would be yeah. all these different like 3d pictures that you would look through, you know, almost like a, um, binocular. Yeah. It's like Google maps for your face. Totally. Like before you could Google anything, (laughs) you could look through and pretend you were in Egypt or Rome or you had like artwork or dinosaurs. Those are hiding. Well, I can't wait to pull some of these pictures and put them on the the draft because this is going to be my favorite. Okay. Should we move to, oh, I have to say this. I heard a podcast they were talking about the my buddy. Do you remember my buddy and kid sister? My buddy, my buddy, wherever I go, he goes. My buddy, my buddy, my buddy, and me. And then there was kid sister. Yeah, because they had sister. to make a girl one. Because they're like, wait. So they made a doll. First of all, that was kind of like a big deal that they made a doll that was a boy because dolls were usually girls. Yeah. And only girls played with them. Right. So, but my buddy, do you know, it was just like, um, a eighties take on Chucky or no, no, no. I had that backwards. It wasn't a take on Chucky. That would be a little demented. It was Chucky was based on the, my buddy. That makes more sense. Yes. So kid play or whatever that movie was, was based basic. And if you look at it, you can see the resemblance. It was based on like a, a my buddy doll going bad. Isn't that hilarious? Ew. My buddy to Chucky. Oh my God. <laughs> Some good 80s, 90s history for you right there. Gross. Yeah. Oh, these toys. I, I'm feeling a little less bad about the ones we're complaining about now because clearly the 80s and 90s were, they were a little worse. Totally. There were just so many. You know what? There were a lot. Do you know what it is too? Is we watched all those commercials. Yes. And so we wanted every single one. Yeah. And you know what? Like think about Saturday mornings. Yeah. And now I don't think my kids saw commercials until they were like seven years old because everything had started stream. Everything was like streaming. Yeah. And then they went over, they actually went over to my mom's house and commercials came on and they're like, what the hell is this? Exactly. (laughs) Callum would like call me in the room. Like, what is this? My show stopped. (laughs) No. So that's why we wanted them all. It's because we saw them everywhere we turned. Okay. Are we going to do recipe box? I think we should. 
So I love, love, love roast vegetables. I don't know what it is about it. And I I don't even do anything fancy. It's just like some olive oil and like spices and stuff. And then Mm -hmm. just oven or on the grill, like for the summertime. So Natasha Nichols from House Full of Nichols. Natasha is one of my friends. She's amazing. Just like a good human being. She has lots of recipes on her site. And one of them is this maple bacon Brussels sprouts. It's easy. Brussels sprouts are so good. Oh, it's so good. And you know, like when you roast a Brussels sprout, like the edges get like, this like makes it caramely and like crispy. So, so, so good. It almost like tastes like candy. So that is my recipe box of the week. Cause I could just eat an entire tray of roast Brussels sprouts and be in complete heaven and like fuck the rest of the family. They oh, then you're going to be the farting dinosaur. That's fine. <laughs> Peter needs to, you know, be taught a lesson anyway. <laughs> How about yours? Okay. My recipe box, I just made it last night. This is a Thai inspired chicken meatball soup from the New York times. It's soup season. I am here for it. I'm going to come at you with a ton of soups like every week because I make soups all winter. And this one is really different because it has this, like, um, it's a coconut milk base and you, I would add some red pepper when it's in the broth phase, because especially to spice it up a little bit, if you really want it to taste like spicy Thai, but the meatballs are ground chicken and there's like some jalapenos. There's a ton of ginger. There's some cilantro. It's oh. just a very cool flavor. You can serve it over rice, or I actually cook the rice and put it right into the soup. So it's kind of like wild rice soup, but it's this Thai version Um, It was really good. So I have a picture of that. I did forget the spinach, which makes it look nice. And I always, I have this tendency. I'm just like, so done by the time a recipe is over. I just put it on the table and I always forget like the last ingredient. I've been doing that a lot lately. (laughs) Like, oops, totally forgot that. Why does mine not look like the picture? That's why. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Self-care suggestion box. Yes. Um, Which is for mine, it's a good segue from eating <laughs> what, I, what I did this week. I typically eat either while I'm like standing or on my way out the door or I'm in the car mm. driving someone around. I don't really savor meals anymore. Even if I make something, I'm kind of like eating while I'm making it. Yeah. You know, so I actually savored a meal the other day where I sat there and just for a long time, like not, not a long time, but I just savored my meal and what I ate the other day. And it wasn't anything like super fancy, but I had got some like new goat cheese from Trader Joe's and I made like all these different greens. And then I had like sliced chicken from the night before on it. I just sat down and ate lunch, like quietly while the kids were in school uh-huh. and just like actually had a meal time, actually had a meal mm-hmm. and it was delightful. It was like very nice. And I thought, you know what? I need to take some time to just savor my meal. How about you? <laughs> so I had talked about before, like discovering parks with the kids and we did like park Palooza, yeah. but I am now talking about discovering parks for myself and walks And when I took Sadie bird, so she, sometimes I wish she was a bird dog. I love bird dogs. And I actually call her Sadie bird because that makes me think she's a bird dog. Now she's not. And Bark has reported that she's um, a great coon hound, but, uh, and I went to Island park the other day and actually we took the kids, the kids were playing on the park, which was great. And Scott was there watching them. And then I just kept going. You can go on that trail forever. You can go all the way into Batavia. I'm sure people already know this. I have not been on that trail very much, maybe not ever. And it was gorgeous. It was golden light time. So it's like that perfect photography time where the sun is just setting and she is looking out into the water, probably post this as a self-care Sunday before this episode even comes out. So you'll get to see it on our Instagram, but the picture is gorgeous. And she's just like looking at these geese and it was just a really pretty walk. So to 
start doing, I mean, I walk her every night and just around the neighborhood, but I'm going to start walking her maybe in places that are like a little more fun for us, like parks and things that um, I haven't seen before. And maybe just like a little more picturesque with our, with our evening walks. That was kind of fun. That's that's a very good idea. And I love the Fabian windmill area. Oh yeah. Okay. That's actually a really nice spot to go um, because you can not only go by the windmill but you can cross the river there's a bridge there that you can walk over and go to like the Japanese garden area in Geneva it's really fun it's like kind of like on the border of like Geneva and Batavia I feel like I need to take a nap after talking about all these toys it's like uh, I feel like I need to go purge my basement I want to burn it all down (laughs) (laughs) I want to get rid of all the toys do it just light a match and call it a day yeah Yeah, I'm gonna call one of those big junk trucks just come while the kids are at school and just load it up well just get a bagster that's fine and then let that sit in your driveway for six months and your neighbor will get mad at you and start sending you harassing text messages not that I know anything (laughs) about that here's what's so sad is we can't cheers Oh, I know. Well, I have a can of Coke. It's not really it's Diet Pepsi. I shouldn't say Coke. It's Diet Pepsi, and I'm proud of it. I don't care that people have hatred for Pepsi. I love I it. I like Pepsi so much better than Coke, hands down. I do. You're the only other person I've heard ever say that. Coke is gross, and I'll stand by that. I'll die on that hill. Oh my gosh! Well, okay. here's to you. Here's to us. Here's to moms. Come join us next time. And it was delightful. It was like very nice. And I thought, you know what? I need to take some time to just savor my meal and not just be, you know, something that I'm breezing through to get through it. You know, obviously not every meal I'm sitting there, like, you know, rubbing kale on my boobs. And (laughs) (laughs) where did that come from? I have no idea. No, sometimes I feel like when people are, are like eating, they're like, oh God, that's so good. Like I'm not, it's it's not like a, I don't know where I just spiraled off to. This might be in an out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just come back. Anyway, save your food people. <laughs>